0: renewing of your mind. Now, how, what are we renewing our minds to? The Word of God. What God has told us, what His Word says. That's the only way we can avoid conforming to this world. Now, we gave a definition in the previous sermon, unconformity or conform. What does it mean to conform? Simply doing, just simply doing what you want to do. Whatever you feel like, that's how you conform. And many times when you conform, you're just doing what the world does. It's just like a uh, uh, we gave an example like you're going down the river. If everyone is floating down the river, everyone is floating. And uh, but you if you choose not to conform, you have to turn around and go up the river. Now, let me say this to go down the river. You can be dead. You don't have to be living. Everything goes with the current. But once again, if you, conf- if you choose not to conform, you have to turn around. And if you turn around, you have to deal with pressure. Pressure. Think about it. If you're going upstream, you're dealing with the pressure of the water. You're dealing with pressure. You feel the pressure. The pressure. Once again, when you choose not to conform, you have to deal with pressure. Now, everyone in the word of God who did something great for God, they had to resist the temptation of flowing with the world, or I say it this way, conforming to the way the world's standards, a way of doing things. They had to go against the current. In fact, let me just say it this way. Any time that you're doing something for God and God is calling you to do something. It's always going to be supernatural. But it's interesting in the kingdom of God, the supernatural is natural. It is natural in the kingdom. It's just supernatural to man. Once again, every person in the word of God that did something significant, they had to overcome themselves. They had to overcome some type of obstacle. They had to overcome some type of uh, uh, s- something that, that, that once again went against this world's way of doing things. Sometimes it looked like they were outnumbered. There's various different things, but this is the point. They had to resist conformity to the world. Now, there are some things we need to look at here. There's one thing that every great man and woman of God. To resist conformity. When they heard the word that decide to obey. The word they had to obey the word and then they have to follow the plan. I think it's quite interesting. Um, a little while ago, I remember having this conversation with this with this older gentleman and this older gentleman, gentleman and I were talking and we were talking about prosperity. And I was telling him a little bit about my, me, what God has called me to do about my church. God called me to treat, preach prosperity. And uh, he said, uh, well, uh, he said, young man, you know, I understand that. But, you know, it takes a while before you can you can trust God before you can, you know, before things start happening. And, and you know, I agree with him. I said, you know, you're right. You know, it takes, you know, some time. But I never forget about it. two days later when I woke up, the Holy Spirit checked me about that. The Holy Spirit told me, said, look, no, it does not take me a long time. It doesn't take me a long time at all. What I need is for a person to, if a person choose to obey and follow my plan, it will not take them long to prosper. Every great man of God or woman of God in the word of God, If they followed, if they obeyed and followed the plan, God was able to do something or use them in the supernatural. God was able to use them in a supernatural way. Why? Because they obeyed the word and they followed the plan. Now, I think let's go back. I think it's quite interesting. When the Holy Spirit told me that the person that would have to obey and follow the plan. Even though he just didn't say obey. To obey means you make up in your mind that I am going to do what God tells me to do. Now, once again, let's go back to obey. The plan means that you have to make up in your mind. This is what you're going to do. I am going to do this. But when you put action behind it, that's when people begin to take notice. Now, what do you mean? Remember the example I gave when you're. When you choose not to conform to the world's way of doing things, you begin to turn around and you begin to go upstream. When you're going upstream, guess what? People are floating down the river. They're going to notice you and they're going to look at you and be like, hey, man, what are you doing? You're going to look odd. Why? Because you're going upstream. You're going upstream. Now, this is a. Uh, there's a great example of this. If you have your Bibles, turn to Genesis chapter 26. Genesis chapter 26. Genesis chapter 26. Once again, this is vividly illustrated in the life of Isaac. Genesis chapter 26, it says, begin reading at verse 1, it says, There was a famine in the land. In addition to the Famine that was during the days of Abraham, Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, in Gerar. The Lord appeared to him and said, "Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I will tell you. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with you and will bless you. For I will give to you and all your descendants all these lands. And I will fulfill the oath which I swore to Abraham your father." I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of the heavens and will give your descendants all these lands. By your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed because Abraham obeyed me and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes and my laws. So Isaac lived in Gerar. Now let's jump down to verse 12. It says, then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold and God and the Lord blessed him. The man became rich and continued to prosper until he became very wealthy. For he had possessions of flocks and herds and great number of servants so that the Philistines envied him. Let's stop right there. Now, there's a few things that we can look at here. First of all, if we look at the context. The way it's written, let's look at this. It says there's a famine in the land. Then it goes. It says then Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, in Gerar. But then it says something interesting. Then it says the Lord appeared to him. Now wait a minute. Let's look exactly what's going on here. The Word of God says that Isaac went to Abimelech. Now, that's like me coming to you. If I would come to you, then the word of God says, then the Lord appeared to him. Now, wait a minute. Right there, as he was in the presence of Abimelech, according to the scriptures, the Lord appeared to him. I'm sure all, everything seemed to stand Still, we can say it this way. Isaac got a word of wisdom. In other words, God gave him a plan, what he was supposed to do in his future and what he was supposed to do now. But once again. While he was in the presence of Abimelech. The Lord appears to him the Lord appears to him and they have a conversation. God gives him all of these plans, what he wants to do for him. Then the last thing in this little, in verse uh, six, it says, so Isaac lived in Gerar. In other words, Isaac made up his mind that he's going to obey God. Remember, he's in the presence of Abimelech. All of this happened all of a sudden. Now, then it picks up in verse seven. The man asked him about his wife. So wait a minute. He went to see Abimelech. While he's in the presence of Abimelech, the word of wisdom comes. God appears to him and tells him, give him directions what he's supposed to do. After that, the man began to ask. He's in a place where the man began to ask. About his wife. You all. One thing about God. It doesn't matter where you're at. He can talk to you. Anytime. Anytime that he gets ready. You know. The Lord once again can, can talk to you anytime. It can be sometimes at the strangest times. But the Lord always know when is the best time to talk to you. Once again he spoke to. Ab- I'm sorry to Isaac in the presence of Abimelech. Now, that's one thing, instructions. He made up in his mind that I'm going to obey God. Then the word of God says he sold in that land. Let I me mean, so once again, he made up in his mind he's going to obey God. Then he followed the plan. What was the plan? When the Lord visited him, he told him that, one, he has to to live in that land. Then he told him to sojourn in that land. Now, what does sojourn mean? It means to live in a place temporarily. But there's one definition I saw I thought it was quite interesting. It said to act as if you own the place, to act as if you once again own the place. To sojourn, you know, let me give you an example. You can sojourn in a hotel. During that time, if you're there a day or two, you don't own the place, but you're there, you occupy the place and you act as if you own the place. I thought that was just an interesting meaning to act as if you own the place. So once again, the Lord told him in that visitation to live in the land, then to sojourn in that land. Then he said, I will be with you. Then he said, I will bless you. Look at the plan. Live in the land. Sojourn in the land. I will be with you and I will bless you. That is the plan. Now, if we look in verse 12. It says Isaac sold in the land. He lived in that land. Now, remember, everyone, listen, a lot of people left to go where to Egypt they went to go to Egypt now I have no doubt in my mind that when Isaac went to visit Abimelech when he was in the presence of Abimelech I'm sure he had thoughts of going to Egypt now why do you say that because God told him not to go to Egypt God told him no stay right there once again we're talking about conformity It made no sense for Isaac to stay there. It made no sense for Isaac, once again, to stay there. But he heard a word from the Lord. You know, these great men of God that we talked about in the past, they were able to do things. Why? Because they heard the word of the Lord. And because they heard the word of the Lord and they acted on it, they could do once again, they could do some amazing things. In fact, we can say it like this. They heard the word of the king. And when they elected to carry out the king's decree, they were functioning in the kingdom. Isaac right now is functioning in the kingdom. In fact, the word of God says it this way. Matthew six thirty three. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, In other words, when God gives you a directive, do what he told you to do. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness or his way of doing things. His way of doing things. Righteous. You know, you can follow God's plan, but, you know, you can get yourself in it. And you know what? It won't profit. you. You know why? Because you did things your way. No, you can do things your way and still try to follow the plans of God. So we still have to do what now what are what are what are what are one of the ways we can act in God's way by doing everything by love. Doing things by love. So once again, when we hear the word of the king and we begin to function in when we obey that word and carry out those plans, we begin to function in the kingdom. Anytime we do that, you better believe the supernatural is with us. Look at this example. Once again, he decided to live in the land. He sojourned in that land. God was with him and God blessed him. Anytime you obey God, God will bless you. He will bless you. Now, Isaac decided to sow in the land. He decided to sow in the land. Now, when Isaac sowed, in that land, can you imagine the ridicule he faced? What do you mean? Anytime there's a famine in the land and someone decides to sow a crop, you're going to look at them crazy. Why? Because the land won't produce. The seed will go bad. You don't sow during a time of famine. But remember, a few weeks ago we talked about the kingdom what is the definition of the kingdom a series of laws or a set of laws that supersede the earth curse system are affected by versus the law of lift and thrust it makes me get to a place a lot faster so it is when you receive the word of God whatever's happening in the natural his word supersedes it because Isaac got a directive from God to live in that land God was going to get involved. Why? Because he obeyed God. He lived and he sojourned in the land as if he owned the land. Now, once again, he had to go through ridicule. You better believe people were talking about him. Boy, you look like a fool. Do you notice it? Do you Can you see once again, when you're going against the pressure, when you're going upstream, people are floating downstream. Remember the word of God said the people are going down to Egypt. You look odd ah, because you're floating, you're going upstream, which requires effort. Why, once again, why are you going upstream? People are passing you by, shaking their heads, looking, at man, you must be crazy. When any time you're doing things for God, you have to get, get used to, listen, the pressure, not only the pressure that you're facing in your own mind from the waves or the water, whatever is coming against you, you have to also deal with pressure from the outside. Because oftentimes, once again, you look foolish. You look foolish. But he had still continued what God told him. God gave him a, the king gave him a decree. To obey God means he's operating in the kingdom. Anytime you operate in the kingdom once again and you operate God's way or his way of doing things. Guess what? God comes in. He'll step in. He'll bless that situation. In other words, let me say this. His super on our natural Is what's supernatural. So let's look at it. The word of God says sold in that land. And that same year he reaped a hundredfold return. Now. If you look at crops. For a for a field to yield a hundredfold return. Do we even know what that looks like? Let me say it this way. Isaac. That land looked like the Garden of Eden. It looked like the Garden of Eden. A hundredfold return. You know, to my understanding, if a land, if you sow in the land and you yield, it yields a, hundred, a 50-fold return, that's pretty good. That's really good. But a hundredfold return, that means not one seed was wasted. That means not one seed went bad. It was perfect. Once again, it looks like the garden of Eden. A hundred. Remember, I told you the Lord checked me about how long does it, does it really take God a long time to prosper you? Remember, he told me it don't take long if the person will obey and follow my plan. The word of God says once again, he reaped a hundredfold return in that same year. And then it says the Lord blessed him. Remember, how did he follow the plan? He lived in the land. He sojourned in the land. God said, I will be with you and I will bless you. The word of scripture says right here, the Lord blessed him. Now, the blessing didn't stop there. The word of God says that he became rich and continued to prosper. In other words, it just he just didn't have a great crop. But the word of God says he continued to prosper. Let me say something. Anytime time that the Lord is with you and the Lord is blessing you, I don't care how much money or how rich you may be. You're going to continue to prosper. The word says, once again, he continued to prosper so much so that he became the word of God says, very wealthy. He became very wealthy. The word of God says he had great possessions of flocks and herds and a great number of servants. When the Lord commands the blessing on you, everything in your life prospers. Everything in your life prospers. Now, I said something earlier the word of God says in Matthew 6, once again, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things will be added. Well, the word of God says after Isaac sold and reaped, the word of God says the Philistines, they envied him. They envied him. Isaac prospered so much that he outshined even the mayor, Abimelech, who, the ruler of the Philistines and Gerar. So much so that Abimelech told him to leave. He said, you are too powerful for us. In fact, you can find this uh, in verse 16. It says, Abimelech said to Isaac, go away from us, for you are much more powerful than we are. Let me tell you something. When God began to bless you and prosper you. Now, let me go back. This only happened because he chose not to conform. Because he ch- elected not to come to everyone else. He stood on the word of God. Now, God prospered him so much that now, you know what? They envied him. The leader. Of that place. Envied him. Envied him. And so much so that they asked him to leave the word of god says he you know he left and then he would dig a well and then some people from that land would quarrel and say hey this, this is our land our, our well now the word of god says his father abraham dug the well but it says the philistines they uh uh filled the the wells up with dirt now why would you do that i don't quite understand but when isaac because the blessing was on him well, find a well and redig dig the well where the water will be flowing once again. And that's just like the enemy. He wants to take control of something that you do. But it's interesting. He didn't quarrel with the people. God's way of doing things is love. Because the blessing was on him, he went to another spot. And you know what? The same thing happened. He did this several times and the people rebelled against him. Or not rebelled against him, but they quarreled with him. Why? Because there's a famine and this man has found water. They want to seize it for themselves. But there did come one time where he was able to uh, redig a well or get the dirt out of it. where God blessed him and he had peace. This is a picture of him doing things God's way. He wasn't quarreling. He didn't get into strife. Now, why is this important? Because he didn't get in strife. He was able to keep the blessing. The blessing stayed on him. Why? Because he chose not to get in strife with the people. You have to walk in love. Listen, even if you notice after God blesses you, you have to still walk in love, do things God's way, and do not conform to this world. Listen, I'm going to say it this way. You have to be led by the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit will lead you every time. He will lead you every time. So you know what? Sometimes it may look like you're giving a person, a person is taking advantage of you. But the Holy Spirit says, leave it alone. You leave it, al- you leave it alone. Forget about your rights. Remember that song? My life is not my own. Well, let's do that. To him I belong, I give myself, I give myself. So go ahead and give yourself away and let people have it. But you know, if you're stuck on your rights, that means you have more faith in whatever thing that you're trying to possess or keep than the word of God. The Holy Spirit's telling you, leave it alone, leave it alone. That's how you keep the blessing flowing through you. That's how you, once again, keep the blessing flowing through you. Now, let me say this. Sometimes. You hear people say, I'm waiting for a breakthrough. I'm looking for my breakthrough. You know, I'm convinced as I'm beginning to read this word and study the word. A lot of good Christians look at breakthrough breakthrough like it's an event, something that's supposed to happen to them. But my friends, I believe with all my heart, you're supposed to break through. You're supposed to break through out of something. That means you choose not to conform. And when you choose not to conform, guess what? God can bless you. You can break through that conformity and God's blessing can be on you. We're so quick. Breakthrough, breakthrough. Yes. God wants you to break through so he can bless you. Isaac broke through. What did he break through? The world's way of doing things, that famine in that land. God told him to stay in that land. And because he obeyed God and stayed in the land and lived in the land, sojourned in the land, acted as if the land was his, the word of God says he was with him and he blessed him. He broke through that, that conforming mindset to leave. He broke through. The world says, no, you can't sow here because it's a famine. But he broke through that mindset and believed the word of God. When he believed the word of God, he acted on the word of God and breakthrough happened. When you choose not to conform to the world, breakthrough is always the result. You're breaking through this world's mindset. When you break through this world's mindset, then once again, God can break through and bless you beyond measure. In fact, the scripture says beyond what you can even ask or imagine. Why? Because you obeyed God, you followed the plan, and you walked in love, or you did things God's way. Do not conform to this world's way of doing things. Yes, you may look odd. Yes, you may look like you're crazy. You may look like you're a fool. You better believe Isaac did, but look at the results. They weren't talking long. If you can stay with God, obey God, obey the word of God, you can break through the situation. And you stop looking like and let me say this. You can stop looking like the other Christians who's waiting for an event and God can use you because you obey God to break through that situation, break through conformity and God can be a blessing to you so much so that you'll look totally different than anyone else. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise.